The people have spoken. The results are in. It's a quarterback smackdown. And I have to say, I think I'm a little surprised by, I don't know all the results, but I'm going to be a little surprised here by how things turned out with the Aaron Rodgers versus Brett Favre versus a few other Packers quarterbacks thrown into the mix. Yeah, we've been very excited to share the results of our our voicemails that we got. Mm -hmm. They were pretty close from what I could see. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you ready to hear them? Let's do it. Awesome. Hey, this is Andy in Waukesha. My favorite Green Bay Packer quarterback has got to be Jordan Love. Ever since he's been on the team, <laughs> they've been winning. It probably has nothing to do with him, but still. Hey, this is Matt, originally from Chicago. My favorite Packers quarterback is the GOAT, the greatest Aaron Rodgers. Definitely Team Brett Favre all the way. Love you, Brett Favre. A friend of mine actually drunkenly stumbled into the suite where Aaron Rodgers was watching one of the games at Lambeau Field. Aaron (laughs) happened to come out of the suite and he just said, okay, come on in. And then he like signed my friend's Packers jersey. So yeah, go Aaron Rodgers. Oh, this is Christopher from Rockford, Illinois. With the guy that I uh, grew up watching, Brett Favre. Hey, this is Kim from Milwaukee, and my favorite Packer quarterback is Aaron Rodgers because he's the best. Hi, I'm voting for Brett Favre because he resurrected the franchise. Thank you. Hello, this is Jessica calling from Madison. My favorite Packers quarterback of all time is Aaron Rodgers, all the way. Go, Pack, go. My vote is for Brett Favre because every minute of him playing quarterback, was super exciting. Hey guys, this is Jen Adamovich from Eagle River. My vote for best quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. I just wanted to tell you guys about my favorite quarterback of all time, favorite Packer quarterback. That would be number four, Brett Favre. Just growing up so many memories watching him. But as I leave this voice bill right now, I'm watching number 12 and he is just as good. We've been spoiled the last 30 years, whatever it's been, most of my life with great quarterbacks. And no one in the league can say that. So I'm very appreciative. Number four is number one. Number 12 is right there at number two. And who knows, someday it could be a tie. (laughs) All good arguments. Yeah. So for those following along at home, that was five votes for Aaron Rodgers, five votes for Brett Favre, and one vote for Jordan Jordan Love. Love. (laughs) It was cleverly done. I like that. Yeah. Nobody, Nobody for Bart Starr? I feel uh, bad for Bart Starr. No, there had, to have been some. there had to have been some. I think that was a... I know right now he didn't win this, but... <laughs> this was... Yeah, I was going to say, we didn't include every voicemail. I think there were a couple. Um, that's cool. I assumed we were going to get bombarded with Aaron Rodgers' voicemails, but there are a lot of Brett Favre fans yeah, out there still. Absolutely. Which is awesome. I am already... So we're recording this Tuesday before the... No. What is today? Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For the <laughs> NFC Championship. And I'm so nervous already. I can't even yeah. handle it. Ugh. So by the time this drops, we will be in the Super Bowl or be crying, 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 crying. <laughs> <laughs> Needing therapy. <laughs> and we're not sure which yet. <laughs> right. Well, that was fun. I'm glad everyone called in. So our voicemail, if you still want to leave some quarterback 
voicemails or just kind of let us know what you want to hear in an upcoming episode of The Cabin Pod. It's 608-909-1935. We love hearing from you guys. That was really fun to go through those voicemails. Always nice to hear the listeners talking. And shout mm-hmm. out to intern Matt, who put that little super cut together for us. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> he did a great job. He did. Well, what are we talking about today? Oh, yeah. It's an episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a reason we're we're sharing those fu- that kind of quarterback smackdown today. It's actually very relevant to our topic, right? Eric, you gonna chime in as oh, a sorry. co-host here? Or are I'm you trying just so hard not to over talk there? over anyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Mariah. Because <laughs> speaking of the Packers, they're in this city called Green Bay, which is mm. Wisconsin's oldest city, dates back Big to the fan. 1600s. <laughs> Audio Dave's hometown area, and of course... You're leading this episode, right, Audio Dave? World famous because mm. of the pack. <laughs> no, in fact, I'm I'm excited to hear a lot about places that I haven't heard of or have popped up since I've left Green Bay. I don't know that I did a lot of hometown tourism before I went off to college, so a lot of these places will probably be new to me or places that I heard of and just never got around to checking out, so mm-hmm. I'm excited as well. And our plan today is to figure out how you can plan a getaway to Green Bay, whether there's Packer themes involved or not. We Mm -hmm. got you covered both ways. The Cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association, and this week we're featuring Green Lake County. Hmm. They love to call themselves Green Lake Country, the five communities of Berlin, not Berlin, Berlin, Green Lake, Marcus Ann, Princeton, and Ripon. All cool places to visit. We visited them in the shows before. Now, Green Lake County is famous for Green Lake, which is the deepest inland lake in Wisconsin. Drops down to 237 feet at one point. A lot of water in there. Hmm. Their classic Loop the Lake route is a lot of fun. It's about 23, 26 miles around the lake. And uh, you can also check out some sharp, steep hills on the south and east of the lake. They're barriers to trap in the water that we call Green Lake, which is pretty much how it filled in and how it got so deep. Pretty uncommon for the east side of Wisconsin. And of course, the famous Heidel House was on Green Lake and it's scheduled to come back this year. So we're looking forward to that. It's also a great place to go golfing. The Tuscumbia Golf Course, which is Wisconsin's oldest and friendliest place to enjoy a challenging and spirited round of golf, was founded (laughs) back in 1896. That's all in Green Lake County. How was that measured? <laughs> the friendliest <laughs> place to enjoy. Average mm. number of hey, how are you's that you get. <laughs> and oh, you betchas. I measure golf courses based on how many Caddyshack quotes people are saying at any given time. <laughs> That's, That's a fair measurement. <laughs> That's always a measure for success with Eric. <laughs> no you know... Every guest a crowd going wild. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you know someone's not from Wisconsin? When they can't pronounce Green Bay correctly. There's an Adam Pandora that drives me nuts, and they always go, we have locations in Appleton, Madison, Green Bay. Green Bay. Yes, they emphasize. (laughs) I just cringe. I'm like, I cannot buy from this product or service. Nails on a chalkboard. (laughs) Who do I write to? Who do I tweet to? This is just not going to work for me. Like Nobody in the voiceover booth told that artist that it's Green Bay, (laughs) not Green Bay. (laughs) <laughs> and even when you're watching NFL football, they, nobody calls it the oh, yeah. Green Bay Packers. It's always the Green Bay Green Bay. Packers. Mm-hmm. Oh, people. Get those guys also together. often say Wisconsin, so how much credibility do they have, right? Yep. Wisconsin. <laughs> On a funny radio note, however, in the Green Bay area, 
I forgot what channel it is, but there's that Lizzo song that does something with like Minnesota Vikings. They bleep oh, yeah. that like an mm-hmm. actual curse oh, word. That's oh, really? It's hilarious. hilarious. Yes. 101 I WIXX does that. Thank you. Oh, yes, yes, Eric. <laughs> that's fantastic. I laugh every time. New man on a. <laughs> Then they bleep out Minnesota. That's, that's yep. really. Bad. She needs to do a version with the Packers. We got to write. So now I got to tweet to Lizzo and the writer of that Pandora ad. All right, yep. I have two missions now. You got a busy work week ahead of you. Watch, watch for me on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we are going to talk all things Title Town. So whether you're heading up to Northeast Wisconsin for a trip to Lambeau Field or not. This will be an episode for Packers fans and non-Packers fans alike, because what we're going to do here is I'm going to take the Packer-themed activities, and Eric, you're going to help us out with some things to do in Green Bay that are, you know, not, that are beyond the the Packers tourism. So, and there mm-hmm. is quite a lot to do beyond just, you know, the Lambeau Field, Title Town sort of area. So I think it'll be really fun. I'm actually more excited to hear your side of things, Eric, because I've done all the Packers stuff. I'm going to talk about <laughs> it, but I need to go to Green Bay and experience the other side. No, <laughs> give them all the, the love they deserve. Absolutely. Okay, so should we kick off? Should we start with the Packers stuff and then move into some of the the non-football stuff? Does that sound like a plan? I think that's a good way to go. Okay. All right. So we got to kick things off here. And I know we talked about like, if you're a Packers fan, you're going to love some, you know, some of the stuff I'm going to share here. But I do want to preface some of my tips and places to go in Green Bay. They're all Packers centric by saying, even if you are not a Packers fan. I've heard multiple people say this to me that are not Packers fans and still like have it on their bucket list to go to Lambeau Field because it's such an iconic destination, whether, you know, if you're a football fan or just a sports fan in general, it is like the holy mecca of football (laughs) fandom. And it is really special. Like it's one of those places where you walk in. So I'm going to kick things off here with a Lambeau Field stadium tour because it's the kind of place that does give you chills, I think. Have you guys, first of all, done the tour the lambeau field tour. oh yeah All absolutely okay. i don't know that i've done the official tour well what do you mean you got the unofficial it, tour it's well, state I mean, law I've, dave I've you done, need to <laughs> i've done things in lambeau field. we w- would have like school dances in lambeau oh, field and stuff like bougie. that wow. green right bay students uh okay but yeah i don't think i've actually done the official tour like they, i said i didn't do a lot of hometown tourism oh my goodness <laughs> okay well I loved it. I did the I did the stadium tour and probably I'm going to say 2015, maybe 2016. And really, they walk you through. They talk about all the renovations. You get to check out the field from a private suite. But the best part, the pinnacle, I think, is walking through that player's tunnel. So if you did not, Dave, walk through the player's tunnel, I'm going to say you did not get an official stadium tour. That's nope. my that's I my haven't line. Done that. I mean, there's nothing better. They even have like a, a little audio sound thing like throughout the tunnel, so it feels like the crowd's oh, cool. cheering you on as you walk through. And just knowing you're, you know, walking through the players' tunnel, the same tunnel that all these legends run through, you know, during each home game, is I think the most special part of the entire tour. And that's before canned crowd noise was so commonplace, right? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Lambeau Field ahead of their time. You've all. Also, got to check out the Packers Hall of Fame. It's located in the Lambeau Field atrium. You can watch plays from the Ice Bowl here. You can view the trophies from the Packers World Championships. But my favorite part was you actually get to experience a replica of Vince Lombardi's office. I love that part. That was super cool. And it's a really impressive um, Hall of Fame museum. I, honestly, I'm going to repeat this. Like, even if you're not a, like a diehard Packers fan, I think you're really going to be impressed by what they put together there. This is a spot I want to go back to because I didn't even get to see all the exhibits. It was so cool. 
There's also the Packers Heritage Trail. So I know this is one on my list here that de- people, I think, definitely do the stadium tour. They definitely do Packers Hall of Fame. But the Packers Heritage Trail is a little bit of a different type of activity, and that involves kind of really experiencing Green Bay as a whole, which is why I love it. So you can actually tour Packers Heritage Trail by foot, bike, or trolley, which I think this is new. When I, I did the trail, actually, by Segway. <laughs> so there are three sections of the Heritage Trail. There's the City Walk the Packing Plant Spur, and the Lambo Lombardi Spur. So the City Walk includes 17 landmarks covering Packers' 50-year history. So it starts at the Neville Public Museum and ends at what was formerly the Chicago and Northwestern Train Depot. The Packing Plant Spur is a seven-mile round-trip self-guided bike ride, and there are four plaque locations on this route. And then there's also the Lambo Lombardi Spur. Now, that's a 12-and-a-half-mile bike ride from the start of the Fox River Trail, and it goes to St. Norbert College and back. Now, there are four commemorative plaques. They would be at the Union Hotel, St. Norbert College, Curly Lambeau's gravesite, actually. And there's also a plaque at the Lombardi family home. So if time is limited, I realize that's like a really involved like half day or maybe even a full day if you're going to do the Packers Heritage Trail. But I would say at a minimum, you need to go to the Packers Heritage Trail Plaza, which is located in downtown Green Bay at at the northeast corner of Washington and Cherry Streets. You really can't miss it. Featuring life-size statues of Paul Hornung, Johnny Blood, and Team co-founder George Whitney Calhoun. If you're going to take a selfie, this is where you're going to do it. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Hmm. Yeah, I loved it. I, I, um, The guy that took me on the, the Segway tour, we were filming for a show, kept yelling at me because I kept going way too fast on my Segway. So if you have a need <laughs> for speed like I apparently do, maybe just go by <laughs> bike or, or foot. But the Segway tour was a fun little spin for us. That does sound fun. I've never yeah. ridden a Segway. Is it a big learning curve? No, I mean, I didn't think so. Depends on your balance. Yeah, it's pretty easy. And, you know, I know segues, remember when they kind of first gained popularity, got kind of flack, like people were like, oh, it's that's lazy. No, actually, yeah. it's a really good for people who are trying to cover 17 miles of a heritage trail and maybe have some disability or some accessibility issues to getting on the on the trail. A segue is a great way to cover a lot of ground. And you're still exhausted from it when you're done. So it's a little hmm. bit of a workout. Yeah, I highly recommend. Okay, this was one of my favorite. I'm so glad. I got to do this when we were filming our Packers episode a few years back, which is the um, going to Packers training camp. Got to mm-hmm. see Aaron Rodgers. But the <laughs> best part was the bike ride tradition. I know you guys have all seen this. Have you been have you seen it in person by chance? That I have, I have not. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's pretty special. I, I love that Green Bay has this like really unique tradition. I don't think it's been replicated really at, with any other team. And just being there, watching those kids just get so excited. And I know a lot of the players will ride the same kids' bike every day, <laughs> which yeah. is like, man, the lucky kids. <laughs> and the fact that those kids will come, you know, every time with their bike, I just think is so cool. I love that. I just think that's a really special part of you know, of Packers history. And apparently yeah, it really shows how into training camp and the, the whole season that the community gets there. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't realize this, but it's a tradition that dates back to the Vince Lombardi era. So it's mm-hmm. it's wow. been around. I know I didn't I didn't know that. I think that's that's really cool that it's been around for that long and hopefully it will go on forever. Mm-hmm. All right, here's one on my list that I've not experienced and I'm dying to, which is Packers Family Night. Now, if you guys see pictures of Packers Family Night, it looks phenomenal, like the most visual experience ever. It's basically one amazing practice, <laughs> for like a very well-produced practice. 
practice for the Packers, but it has that like, even though it's a practice for the Packers, it, it feels like a real game. Like it's intense. They put the video screens up there. I mean, it's packed in there. It really is a, a huge deal. And they've got this awesome fireworks and laser show. Now, the, the Packers family night happens every August. So it really serves as like the kickoff, essentially, to the entire season. Um, so that's an awesome thing to do with the family if you're coming in in August. I'm not sure. It, it obviously was canceled in 2020. I don't know yet what they're doing. I'm going to assume they're going to do something in 2021, but maybe not to the degree they've done it in, in years past. We'll see. Okay, and then last on my list of Packers destination is Titletown District. So I know a lot of you guys have heard about it. It is that new community development just west of Lambeau Field. Uh, I think what most people know it for is the winter tubing hill and the mm-hmm. skating rink. Now they're known for free year-round activities, but it's the winter stuff, obviously, you know, during Packers games that I think gets people really excited. I haven't done this yet either. I'm dying to go down that tubing hill. It looks so fun. Yeah, Arian's Hill looks really cool. It's 46 feet high, and then you have the ice skating option mm-hmm. on the ground level, and that's a great rink. I mean, it's not just a single rink like a hockey rink. It's kind of a pathway that you go, and it's yes. not an even oval. It's just really cool. You know, it, it's so cool. I used to do on-air promos in Green Bay every month. So I would always come up and pass Lambeau Field. And to see the evolution of what they've done there at Town has been so exciting. I, and they've got big plans. I mean, this, that's just getting started, really. So it's going to be really neat to see what they do in the future. And, you know, just driving around Lambeau. Like, I still remember when I came into Green Bay and the first time the stadium was in sight. It is, Mm -hmm. it's interesting because it's in a neighborhood. Like, it's literally in, you know, Mm -hmm. a Midwestern city's neighborhood. These smaller homes have this giant stadium through in in their backyards, basically. And there's something, I think, pretty magical about that. My sister used to live there. She rented a place maybe like a block away from the stadium, and it was a part of their life football season because every time there was a home game, you would be kind of grilling up brats and stuff like that, offering your lawn for people to park on. And it was, I mean, they kind of subsidized their rent just from parking payments mm-hmm. and being able to like host people and just welcome people in for the game and everything. It's really cool. Yeah. It's not I, an easy day it. to do normal errands if you live right yeah. there. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. It's so special, though. So those are my Packers destinations. For those of you who, again, are diehard Packers fans or you're just like, I want to experience, you know, what, what what's all the fuss about <laughs> when it comes to Green Bay Packers? There's a list of things you can do either right at the stadium or throughout the city of Green Bay. And the most of the Titletown and Packers stuff is right there in that district, which is kind of Mm-hmm. On the Green Bay Ashwaubenon border, southwest of the main downtown area of Green Bay, except for some of the walking tours and things like that. Uh, the things I have are scattered around the area because these are the non-packer things. And I'm going to start with something seasonal you can enjoy right now because I like to be a tease. <laughs> I'm going to start with Bay Beach Amusement Park. Now, Bay Beach has two different cool uh, yes. things. Yes. And Bay Beach Amusement Park. You, now, you went there, right, Dave? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. The uh, it's it's just this charming little amusement park. It's like a did you very, take your very... middle school date there? Is that like the is that like the hangout spot for date night for 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 kids? <laughs> I mean, I it has know, to be. I don't know about that. I think we went <laughs> as a family a lot and on school trips and stuff like that. I don't know that I ever went on a date. I there. forget your family listens to the podcast, so we're getting like <laughs> a lighter version of the real truth here. Okay, continue, Eric. 
<laughs> so it's filled with rides for a lot of little kids, especially, and you know, like the little tilt a whirl kind of things and everything. Mm -hmm. And the the reconditioned originals from other theme parks. I mean, some of them were date back to the fifties and sixties, and they've been brought to Bay Beach to continue operating. And so you have those kinds of rides. It's a very family-friendly amusement park. You have a big Ferris wheel, and it's right on the water, by the way. There's not necessarily a beach there, if you will, but it's right on the <laughs> waters of Green Bay, just east of where the Fox River empties out into it. So you're right there. And the view you get from the Ferris wheel is really cool because you get to see the whole city. You get to see the, all, the whole lower end of the waters of Green Bay. And you can also ride this roller coaster called the Zippin' Pippin', mm -hmm. which they... Uh, Bought. Oh, gosh, Avoid maybe. it if you have neck or back problems. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> it, it is charming as like a wooden roller coaster, but the first time I was like, wow, that was... That was intense. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's an old school coaster. Bay Beach is too. I mean, it, it was one of the oldest still operating amusement parks in the country. It dates back to 1892. And the Zip and Pippin was based on a 1920s roller coaster design when people's necks were less of a concern, I guess. Um, and it was reconstructed with new materials using that original design, uh, yeah, 10 years ago in 2011. So uh, you can check out all of those rides. There's bumper cars, concessions, games, and a lot more. And the rides are, it's really inexpensive. It's free to walk onto there and start looking around and rides are like 20 cents each, 25 cents yeah. each. It's insane. And the concessions are very reasonable too. So it's a great day for the whole family to enjoy it. I explored it right before Labor Day weekend, which is right before it closed down for the season. And uh, it was just really Really just a neat thing to see, especially in a city the size of Green Bay. Now, across the road <laughs> is the Bay Beach Wildlife Sanctuary, and that's open all year round. So it's about a square mile, and really, it's if you're on I-43, when you're getting close to the waters of Green Bay, Bay Beach's amusement park and the wildlife sanctuary are, are wedged right in there next to each other, oh. so it's easy to get to. And the wildlife sanctuary... It's basically an urban refuge for tons of birds and animals. If you're a birder, this is definitely a place you want to go to because a lot of them stop there on their migration patterns. There's lots uh, of walking. Geese. Lots of <laughs> geese. Yeah, so watch your head. Uh, <laughs> miles of walking and cross-country skiing trails. There's live animal exhibits, educational displays, and a lot of cool just observation spots. So just the two Bay Beach experiences can be a nice complete day. Now, if you want to see a lot of plants... In a different spot, you can go to Green Bay Botanical Garden, which is just a beautiful place to go. It's on the west edge of town off Packerland Drive, and they have 47 acres of gardens that have roses and tons of native plants, even apple trees. Not sure if you can eat them, but we'll see. <laughs> um, and so they had, I was there this fall, and they had little gold star black-eyed Susans and bad hair day switchgrass and <laughs> jazzberry jam hibiscus. And I'm like, who's naming these things? <laughs> it was really cool. And they actually have a, a wonderful, in the holiday season, they have the WPS-sponsored Garden of Lights, which is just this spectacular holiday light show one of the best in the state i would say really beautiful and uh they'll, they'll offer carriage tours and things through that so that's definitely if especially if you're a botanist or if you just like to be in a place where there's a lot of nice plants where you can just relax and find it soothing green bay botanical garden great place to check out now northwest of town if you want to see animals and do some zip lining it's called the new zoo and adventure park <laughs> if you read it but new uh, this took me a while <laughs> to get i'm like for years i'm like how much longer are they going to say it's new but it new stands for Northeast Wisconsin mm -hmm. Zoo and Adventure Park. And that's a little bit north, kind of a, I'd say almost near Swamico. Yep. 
in that area. Uh, tons of uh, animals to see and learn about. They have areas uh, with moose, sandhill cranes, white-tailed deer. Uh, there's an Australian section with emus and snow leopards and macaws and an African section with lions and goats and sheep, and you can check out alligators. There's a children's petting zoo. Uh, they have pygmy goats right now. They named them Brennan and Dale, and you can feed them <laughs> treats. They have a red wolf and a Brennan, mountain lion. I'm sorry, they're... Brennan, Brennan and, Dale? and Dale, the pygmy goats. <laughs> I know right. they sound like you'd meet them in a bar somewhere, but totally, no. mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like brothers who don't get along. Exactly. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so they also have an adventure park, which was shut down for a while due to COVID. I'm not sure at the moment how things are. They may be reopening it up gradually, but the adventure park has all kinds of other great things you can check out. Uh, m- tons of trails for biking, hiking, cross country skiing. Uh, and in Halloween, they have a really cool thing called the, the Zoo Boo, mm-hmm. which is a fun uh, ghostly event for the whole family. Now, Mariah, you mentioned this uh, on one of the Packers Heritage Tour stops, and that's the Neville Public Museum. Mm-hmm. That's going right downtown, and that champions history, science, and art for everything relative to northeastern Wisconsin and the UP up there. So hmm. they just opened a thing called the Generations Gallery, which looks at archaeology and how the land adapted and changed over thousands of years, going back to the Ice Age, through the fur trade, through the Industrial Age, to whatever we're calling today. And they have over a thousand <laughs> artifacts to look at. And they even have things like a typical American home kitchen in the 1950s. So you That's can see cool. what's changed. Wow. Lots of pink appliances in the 50s. It was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, and then um, tons of other rotating exhibits. That's right downtown on the river where Dousman Street crosses. And there's a lot of other, uh, there's a lot of breweries right there and everything. And I'll get to those. Um, <laughs> now, if you go just to the east side of the river, you can check out the Hazelwood Historic House Museum if you love history and beautiful 19th century homes. You're going to want to check out this Greek Revival masterpiece built in 1837. Much of the original furnishings throughout 10 of the rooms, uh, they're mainly decorated to reflect the Victorian period, which was the 1880s, 1890s. And it's in an area called the Astor District, so it's a lot of handsome stately homes around there, uh, right along Highway 57, and you can do tours of that home. Mm. Right near there is the Automobile Gallery. So if you're more into cars and classic cars, you're definitely going to want to check this place out. Uh, The classic car collection is in an old Cadillac dealership building. It served that way for, gosh, like 40 years. And so uh, the description they like to call it is more Guggenheim than garage because it's so artsy. But Hmm. they have cars like a 1912 Maxwell going way back to a 1963 Corvette to a 2016 Shelby Hertz. Uh, a DeLorean is in there, so if you love the movie Back to the Future, you can you can check out a real one and even sit in it. You can't do time travel in it, but uh, <laughs> you never know. They, they might do all kinds of uh, new developments here. Lots of other guest cars, so there's a rotating selection there, too. Also downtown, if you love classic old movie theaters, you might want to check out a show at the Meyer Theater. It's right on Washington Street, which is a main drag for bars and restaurants and nightlife. And it opened as the Fox Theater in 1930, the first theater in the Midwest affiliated with the Fox Theaters Corporation, Mm. same company that ended up owning 20th Century Fox. Hmm. They were a home for vaudeville and movies, and now they do a variety of plays, music concerts, comedians, movies, things like that. So definitely a a cool spot to check out. They even have one of the cool old movie marquees that hangs on the side of the building, and it's, it's pretty darn sweet. So 
what else do we have here? My gosh, there's so many. Uh, by the way, if you want to bring the kids to Green Bay, there is a children's museum. It's on Bay Beach Road, right by all the other Bay Beach stuff. And uh, they were close to COVID, but they've been offering virtual programs. They're going to be gradually opening up again over the course of this year. And so kids can do all kinds of interactive learning-oriented exhibits. There's a fire station, a diner, a farmer's market, I'm all a about the clinic. kids' stuff, but we got to get you the beer. Oh, sorry, Mariah. <laughs> all right. Let's Wait, go I've been waiting what patiently. About, there's a state park that Mariah hasn't been to yet. <gasps> True. Heritage yeah. Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been brought up. Which I forgot that it's actually a state park. You want yeah, to tell us that about was, that? it was county forever. And Heritage Hill is really cool. In fact, you can see Lambeau from Heritage Hill. <gasps> really? Yes, you can. Hmm. And it's uh, another classic historic living history park is what they call it. And so it kind of evokes the era of 19th century life in northeastern Wisconsin. It's 56 acres. There's 24 historic and reproduced buildings. Uh, the DNR manages it. And uh, some of the indoor buildings have been closed from COVID, but they're starting to open those up again. Uh, buildings have QR codes on them, so you can scan for details in the building's history oh, cool. and more. Wow. More than 6,600 artifacts in the collection. And you can walk all the way around on the pathways outside or explore the buildings inside. There's actually a, a tank cottage there with a hand-painted screen that belonged to the tank family. And you can kind of see all sorts of unique things with that. And uh, it's just, and it's beautiful views too. The Fox River, Lambeau, the whole nine yards. Another field trip favorite. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> now, Mariah, you, you were, I was in the middle of the Children's Museum and you said, let's get to the beer. So yes. <laughs> and since because so many children are here because of beer, Let's go through some of the. <laughs> let's go the through some podcast of them. Does you not just... endorse underage drinking. Yes. <laughs> I didn't say underage. I'm saying that's how people end up having kids. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, let's let's just get to the. All right, edit it if you want. Now here's the deal. <laughs> Milwaukee is considered the big city of breweries. Well, Green Bay has an absolute ton of them, and they've proliferated like crazy in the last, especially five to 10 years. Yeah. Uh, so let's go through some of them, and I'll have to go through these in fairly quick order, I believe. Isn't that right, Susan, from a time yes, standpoint? Sir. Yes, ma'am. All right. <laughs> uh, I'll begin with Titletown Brewing Company, which was kind of the first one that opened in Green Bay post-prohibition. And it's in a wonderful location. The, it started in the original train station in downtown Green Bay where the Packer players would arrive and leave for games. And they've expanded since into this huge uh, building across the parking lot, basically, that's called the uh, Beer Works. But Titletown Brewing, uh, they have great beers named after Packers players and other things. Huge tap room and event space. And like we've talked about uh, Johnny Blood, McNally, they have a Johnny Blood Red Irish Ale and things like that. <laughs> and they make a great uh, root beer called Snowcap that uh, the kids can enjoy. So they have tours, and it's a great place to stop, and it's also a very good restaurant. Across the street, there's another brewery right there. It's right next to the Neville Public Museum, too, called Copper State Brewing Company. And they have a number of great beers and a nice outdoor patio, so you can enjoy that on a nice day. They also have a coffee shop, so they brew mm. beer. And coffee. So if you need Java at 6.30 a.m. and a beer at 6.30 p.m., they have you covered either way. Now, the originally, the Hinterland Brewing Company was in that space. They have since moved oh, into yeah. the Titletown District. They're right next to Arians Hill. Can't miss them. They're right uh -oh. across from Lambeau. And it is a big, beautiful new space. Uh, mm -hmm. The architecture on it's really impressive. It's very open. Uh, they have a lot of great food, and they have what they call the high-gravity test kitchen on the second level. So they work on new menu ideas and flavor pairings, and wow. you get to kind of 
experience some of the experiments that they're considering. Now, also in the Titletown District is the Badger State Brewing Company. Sounds like it should be in Madison, right? Nope, <laughs> it's in Green Bay. <laughs> Opened in 2013, and it's right by a lot of the hotels and everything in that Titletown District. 15,000 square feet of brewing space and equipment. The tap room's huge. You can play a lot of great games there and event space. Uh, and they, they offer about 24 beers in any given moment. Most of them are their own, and then they have a few guest taps. Definitely a good place to stop. And then some of the newer, smaller ones include the Noble Roots Brewing Company, which is w- way out on the northeast side of Green Bay by UW Green Bay uh, in this tiny little building. My favorite beer there, uh, it's a cream ale called Three Orange Whips, named after a famous John Candy line in the movie The Blues Brothers. <laughs> and they, they have a lot of great beers, as does Zambaldi Beer Company which is on Webster Street near Highway 57, just east of the river in Green Bay. That just opened about two years ago. Have you been to all of these breweries? Yes, I have. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> in one I afternoon. Was, I'm doing, <laughs> no, not at all. I had to do research for State Trunk Tour, of course, and So I can deduct the beers and everything. <laughs> it's a wonderful deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another great one in a little kind of an industrial-esque neighborhood on the east side is the Stillmank Brewing Company. And they opened in uh, 2011. Uh, their current tap room opened in 2014. Uh, have you ever heard of the Wisco Disco beer? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I have. Okay. See, Susan, see, Susan knows mm-hmm. what's up. That's an extra special bitter with a little bit of milk sugar in it. I mean, they do a lot of cool experimentation. Wow. 13 beers that. on tap uh, last time I was there. And no, I did not have all 13. <laughs> um, there's also, to name another uh, brewery, Anapi. Anapi or Anapi. I always get that mixed up. They originally started in. Algoma on the Lake Michigan coast. They opened a brand new tap room uh, late in 2020, right off I-41 and US-141 in Swamacos, just north of Green Bay. Huge space, you can't miss it. Ah, oh, there we go. Thank you, Audio Dave. <laughs> they brew up 16 beers in kind of a huge space with garage doors that can open so you can have open air enjoyment. And uh, so those are just, those are most all of the breweries in Green Bay, and there's a lot this- of them. That is an extensive list. (laughs) No shortage of options. Um, Wineries, the Captain's Walk, great little winery near downtown. Susan's like being too nice. Now she's got to smack. She's got to lay. She's got to lay the smack down on Eric. She's like very, very sweetly (laughs) trying to tell you to wrap it up. I'll just. I I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you do that. She did it five minutes ago. Oh, sorry. sorry. I'm gonna make you say this like a Wisconsin in '72, and then we'll. Go. <laughs> yeah, you know I can wedge him Ooh. in that. Check yeah, out okay. Captain's Walk Winery near downtown. Mona Mona Rose Winery near. Oh, you're doing the music. Okay, fine. I only He's have getting three walked left. off stage right now. This is like him giving an acceptance speech, and we're like, get off, go. <laughs> Check out Captain's Walk Winery near downtown, and a great old house in Mona Rose Winery near the airport. And there is the Green Bay Distillery. They're not distilling much of their own stuff in there yet, but it's still a great place to check out in the Titletown District. There you go. <laughs> I didn't actually mean for you to hit the music, but that was funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, sorry, Susan. I, I was I was flipping back and forth, so I never saw the times, and you're like, "Hurry this up!" Sorry. sorry. Yes, I was trying. <laughs> my apologies. She's still new and really sweet. She'll we'll get you to a point where you're just like, "Okay, next." <laughs> like you're, you'll get more angry. I yeah. look forward to that day. We can't fault your enthusiasm <laughs> for Green Bay, though. No, I, I mean, know we can't. Thank you. There were so many things on your list that I have not experienced. There's only one brewery that I've been to out of Which all. One? 
Hinterland. Is that how you oh, say it? Or Hinterland. Oh, right. Hinterland. Hinterland, yeah. Um, Hinterland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had a great time there, but I didn't realize just how many breweries there are in Green Bay. I'm thinking, well, as you were talking, I'm like, we got to do a whole episode on the brewery scene in Green Bay. Well, most of them are 10 years old or less, so. They're new, yeah. They're relatively yeah, yeah, yeah. new. Yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, there's your Green Bay trip. Now, there's a, I don't, this is obvious, but there's a lot of destinations in Wisconsin that have obviously taken like a huge hit over the last year. Not all of them, but some of them. And Green Bay is one of those cities that has really struggled in terms of tourism in 2020, in large part due to the fact that there just weren't fans coming in to watch the game. So there's um, a lot of reasons why we decided to feature Green Bay in today's episode. It wasn't just because we expect to see our team in the Super Bowl, not on wood, um, but also because we want to encourage you guys to go check it out and obviously travel safely, but enjoy Green Bay and all it has to offer. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we get this podcast paid for? Yes, please. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Something that we love about Wisconsin is the ability to strike up that work-life balance wherever you are. We really take pride in that here in Wisconsin. And Group Health Trust hits this message home with their latest article on The Bobber. They're explaining that becoming aware of the mind-body-spirit connection is our most powerful tool in fostering life balance wherever you are. It is through this connection we find strength, love, inner peace. Can I get some yoga music in the background? Courage <laughs> and wellness. When one of those areas is out of balance, the others are affected. So we always got to look inward and really listen to what our bodies are telling us. Now, I was going to ask you, Eric, how you achieve work-life balance, but after hearing that you research by going to 14 breweries, (laughs) I feel like I kind of know how you get there. (laughs) And I keep my balance while I do that. So that's the nice part. Do you, though? (laughs) It's impressive. You know, we're fortunate that we do what we do because when you love what you do, you already have a better work-life balance mm-hmm. than you might if you had a job that you didn't enjoy as much. But, you know, and it's tough to maintain, especially nowadays with technology, you're supposed to be available 24-7 to work mm. Oh yeah, most of the time. So, and I've, I've learned even when you're in the middle of work, sometimes a five to seven minute health break just lets yes. you think about something else, let yourself be distracted, align mm-hmm. your chakras, if you will. Oh my Maybe goodness. do a few yoga okay. stretches. I, you know, I don't look like I do yoga, but I have on occasion, and I'm telling you something, it's always a great idea. Yeah. You stretch, you feel great, you get circulation, and that makes you just feel better as you do your work. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to work I, at meditating. My recommendation is to get a dog who will come up and guilt you and (gasps) physically move your hand from your mouse if he's ready to go for a walk. (laughs) It forces you to get out in the middle of the day and see some some sights outside. For real. Yep. Smell some roses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For more information on how to foster overall health and wellness, check out our blog post at bobber.discoverwisconsin.com slash strengthening your life balance. Just search for health and wellness on the bobber and read all about it there. All right. Now, first, we have to thank everybody who entered our contest. We don't have many contests. I think we'll have more after this, though. This was great. Mm -hmm. The Around the Campfire with Discover Wisconsin Facebook group. If you're not in it, get in it. People Mm -hmm. entered to win some Just Coffee and a 2021 Discover Wisconsin calendar. We got a ton of great new reviews. And, of course, we love hearing back from all of you five-star reviews or not. And it really makes our day when we're preparing a new podcast and the content for it. So we ended up choosing nine winners. Wow. Do I get to read the whole roster, even though I don't know how to pronounce all these necessarily? (laughs) Yes, please. Great. (laughs) All right. Uh, Don Richards. That was an easy one. Congrats, Don. Tori Sider, I believe. Mallory Kolhoff. Lizzie Wilimowski. Chris Kohler. 
Aperba Banerjee, Nick Wire, Mark Legrand, and Emma Hoyer. Wow. By the way, shout out to Aperba. She listens uh, a lot and mm. we follow each other on Instagram and stuff like that. She's a huge Wisconsin fan. Transplant. Follow her dog. Oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, if you were chosen, by now you should have received a Facebook message from Susan about how to claim your prize. So check your message mm-hmm. requests if you have not seen them come through. And it is great to read all those reviews, right, Mariah? Yeah, especially um, the negative reviews, of which we only have one so far. <laughs> so we got all those really great positive reviews, and there was just one that snuck in there. <laughs> one star review. And they're also not very happy with this episode. Oh, they're because... going to hate this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. We talk about football too much, but Super Bowl is coming up, and we're very excited. Yeah, the, yes, we were criticized. I think probably Dave and I were criticized for talking <laughs> football instead of hiking like the headline promised. Um, but, you know, going off on tangents is just part of it's a it's a package deal here, folks. You are going to get some <laughs> ranting and raving and it might not always be the headline. Um, so I like that we we didn't we don't respond to that review. I don't know if we, if we can, but I guess we're kind of responding by making an episode that is half about football which is <laughs> you can't live in wisconsin and not expect a lot of green bay packer <laughs> rants so i mean well and when we have a super intense fantasy football league at work i mean it's gonna come out in an episode or two so we apologize yeah. um and, but and all yeah. jokes aside we do appreciate any constructive criticism we want all opinions to be heard mm-hmm. and we want to shape this into the show we? that you want to listen to <laughs> absolutely <laughs> can't on. get better without a little criticism it's true right, no i'm okay. i definitely welcome the feedback if i agree with it i just knew that the more we <laughs> asked for five star reviews the more likely somebody was going to give us a one star just to spite us I know. you know why because i'm the type of person who would do that <laughs> hey i feel like that's when you oh, know Eric. you've made it on your podcast is when you finally get someone criticizing your work so it's all good we are not that upset is not about an it. invite for <laughs> I more yeah, i was gonna say no. You want to encourage it too much here. Uh, So uh, we've covered a lot of football and a lot of Green Bay stuff this week. Now make sure you come back next week when we discuss something that really, well, we could spend hours and hours on. The topic, the most beautiful places in Wisconsin. Hard list to narrow down. Could be controversial, but I think we're up to the challenge, don't you? Let's do it. All right. Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted by me, Mariah Haberman, Eric Paulson, and Dave Janis. Produced by me, Susan Foch, and Audio Dave. Tune in next week for more campfire conversations and insight into the world of Discover Wisconsin. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover MediaWorks. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com. And don't forget to leave us a review. And here's this week's installment of Know Your Wisconsin. Created in 1977, the Joseph J. Getz Training Center in Coloma, Wisconsin, has trained tens of thousands of members of the Operating Engineers Local 139. We are the men and women who operate heavy equipment, the bulldozers, the cranes, the excavators, right down to the skid steers and the telehandlers. We produce buildings, wastewater treatment plants. Most of all, we build the highways throughout the state of Wisconsin. Spanning approximately 400 acres, the facility is truly on the cutting edge and even allows for training throughout the harsh Wisconsin winter, thanks to the luxury of an enclosed, state-of-the-art training arena. We are noted as one of the finest in North America. We keep up with the evolution of our industry. 
all the equipment out there that has evolved tremendously over the years, and you have to keep up with the technology, and that's what we do. Staying current, and in many cases ahead of the rest of the industry, is a big win not only for the operating engineers Local 139, but also for the entire Badger State. A lot of our apprentices that come through our program are coveted. Uh, a lot of companies that come here from other states and win bids, they prefer the Wisconsin operators. And that's a plus for everybody because you know that although the contract might have gone to an out-of-state contractor, they're using Wisconsin workers. And those Wisconsin workers are going to spend that money right here in Wisconsin. Which helps explain why the facility, completely self-funded by the operating engineers Local 139, is a major source of pride for its members. This place has been one of Wisconsin's best-kept secrets. And we take a lot of pride in showcasing this because this is just another training program that makes Wisconsin great. And now you know you're Wisconsin.